Hello, welcome back everybody. I'm sorry it's been so, so long. It's been pretty much all the damn summer, but I've been just pulling my hairs out trying to get things sorted and I've had technical problems, untold technical problems, and I've just been stupidly busy with work, so I apologise. This is episode 63, finally back and with you. And I'm just going to do a brief introduction. Today we're going to be meeting Scott Anthony Andrews, who is a pop jazz musician from Canada, and he will tell you all about himself and his new album CD, which is about to be burst forth just any time now. Um, anyway, hi, yes, um, I've been super busy. I've been working with uh, my previous guest, Harry Hancock. That was a fun thing that I did recently um, on the workshops for the show Query. And if you are following me on Twitter and Instagram, you will have seen pictures of the cast of that. And if not, then you've got a reason to go and check us out and follow me, if you don't already, and follow Stories LGBTQ. Anyway... Um, I'm going to make it brief, as I say. Um, lots has happened. I've been to Ireland on holiday. I had to have a break because I've been... I just needed one. And uh, Keith, my husband, and I went over... My husband and I went over to uh, the Ring of Kerry, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, and I can only recommend it. Um, one of my favourite places was a town called Dingle and the Dingle Peninsula. I like saying the word Dingle. <laughs> it's great fun. Anyway, I've um, been busy with stuff and work and I've been doing lots of TFL work because I've needed to make money um, and um, and I've had some um, really fun voiceovers, well, voice dubbing uh, for various animations and uh, when I get stuff on that and I can advise you where to find those if you would choose to watch children's animations that have been dubbed from Punjabi and German then uh, I, 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 I'm your man <laughs> anyway um, things to look forward to um, yes I'm not going to apologize over apologize for not being around um, I, I listen to lots of podcasts myself and usually other podcasters podcasters have periods where they are just weighed up and super, super busy, and life becomes just impossible to try and keep up with their podcasts. And I forgive them. And I hope you will all forgive me. And I'm back. Oh, Alexa's trying to join in. And every time now I see anything, she's going to reply to me. But anyway, we move on without her disturbances. Um, yeah, yeah, please let me know if you've got uh, an Alexa in your round, in your lounge or in your studio because my studio is half my studio half my studio is a lounge and half my lounge is a studio anyway um um if it annoys you and what problems you've encountered i'd love to hear anyway moving on swiftly um my recommendations because i'm going to give you some quick recommendations um the first one um and it's been around for a while now is uh the brand new heavies and they have a album called tb NH, the brand new heavies. Um, and it's a great album, and I can only recommend uh, if you are a fan of this podcast and you've listened to me waffle on about music, this is one of my favorite albums in a few years, and I think it's brand new heavies back at their greatest. Um, and they have everyone guest vocaling from Beverly Knight to Saida Garrett um, to Angie Stone. Um, and uh yeah it's 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 proper brand new heavies um 
I'd say it's their return to form. And they have uh, their featured singer now is a lady called Angela Ricci, who we have seen already on Blackheath. And I'm going with some friends. Hello, friends, who I'm going to see brand new heavies with very soon in November. Um, looking forward to that. Um, and I can recommend that. My favourite tracks would be um, probably their cover of These Walls, which also features production by Mark Ronson. Um, and It's My Destiny. Uh, with Saida Garrett and uh, the track with their featured current singer Angela Ricci Dance It Out three favourites so go These Walls It's My Destiny and Dance It Out go and find those if you aren't even going to listen to the rest of the album go and find those and enjoy um, and my other recommendation is well I'm sure lots of you have seen it already, but I know I've been I've been spreading the word because it was spread to me. Is go and watch Glow on Netflix. It's such an uplifting, um, empowering, uh, fun, camp, feminist, um, sometimes quite moving, mostly hilarious, um, clever show. Um, the glorious ladies of wrestling. And that's what GLOW stands for. And it's just wonderful. And as I say, it's just a proper romp. And I can recommend it from ages of 80 through to, well, probably to where you can have shows where there's swearing and naughties. But um, yeah, it's 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 glorious and um, and really cheered me up. Um, I have had some, uh, some kind of... Uh, Saw time, shall we say? I'm going to start to refer to it as saw time um, with um, just feeling not so great. Um, as I said before, I am taking medication now and it's really, really helpful. Um, and uh, I've also been out and um, I think since we last spoke, I've gone and done um, a meditation group. I don't know if I, I can't remember now, but anyway, um, that stuff is really, really helpful. Um, and I'll tell you more about that. I think I'm going to have an episode uh, towards Christmas where I'll talk a bit more about that. But anyway, I think it's time for us to now join and chat with Mr. Scott Anthony Andrews. Scott Anthony Andrews, I'm going to check I've got everything right here with you. Is um, You describe yourself as a pop jazz singer-songwriter. Is that a fair, fair description? Yes, yes, I would say sort of a jazz-influenced uh, singer-songwriter, sort of uh, smooth jazz, pop jazz, yes, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for listeners going and having a nose around all through your stuff. And um, we can, obviously, I'll let you have a chance to give all your links, and I will add all the links on the show page so you get a chance to... Uh, to spread the word even further um but um there are a couple of tracks we'll talk about later that i i've told you on via email that i'm particularly uh, enamored by but we'll come to that later so so scott anthony andrews um you've just released this new album cd download and well, that's where i listen to it on um apple music yes it was just released uh, october 4th and uh so um I live here in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, and used uh, local uh, musicians and uh, was uh, recorded at a local uh, recording studio here, Nebulous uh, Entertainment. Oh, it's all and, done locally then, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. And the album's called Young Man on Scar Street Playing Saxophone. Yes, I like to keep my title short. 
<laughs> I love it. I think it's a great title, and I'm and I'm, I know there's a reason, of course, but we'll we'll talk about that. But I love it. I think it's a great tongue twister. One yeah. for warm ups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and you're sort of trying to tie tie in with um, coming out day, which is the 11th of October, and it is uh, definitely with you in Canada, but also over here in the UK. So I presume it's. Everything. Yes, it's the same. It's the same, and it's not that particular song. But um, there's a, a song on the album called "I've Left a Smile for You." Yes, uh, and uh, it uh, Leighton Burton is a videographer um, here, and he um, has made a a lovely video uh, called "Separate Beds," and yeah. he talks about growing up. His mother and father always slept in separate beds, mm. and. Um, his father passed on in 1993 and his mother passed on, I believe in 2008. And mm. when he and his wife were uh, assembling his father's effects after he passed on, he noticed that there was some letters um, written to, to another gentleman. And um, uh, he discerned that his father was a gay man and he, he did this video called Separate Beds. Yeah. And uh, so it was quite, uh, quite moving and quite touching. It also had a local uh, appeal to me in terms of uh, I wanted to write a song for pride and uh, I wanted to have a local uh, significance. Yeah. And so I came across this, um, this story and uh, I wrote the song, I've Left a Smile for You. In the video, um, he talked about you know, when we are younger and when we're living with our parents, our mm. parents, in a sense, are, you know, they're the ones that drive us to swimming lessons or to music lessons or, you mm. know, they're just, uh, you know, we don't sort of realize, I guess, the significance of all of that. Oh, no. We no. grow older. And um, so I kind of, uh, in the song, tried to describe the everydayness of uh, life, I suppose, in the verses, and then the significance, mm. I guess, in the uh, in the chorus of you know, I have left a smile for you, you know, um, and so many of us are matter a great deal on the little stages we are on, Absolutely. even if we're not on bigger stages. I loved the way you 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 talked about that. I actually have scribbled that down as as a, as a quote that um, particularly resonates. Uh, for me so yes um and and uh, you have a lyric video as well don't you for that particular song yes 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 i have a lyric video for that and uh yeah i was fortunate that um i hope i get the, nicholas swats who is a um a uh, photographer and videographer himself yep. some of his uh, pictures and whatnot sure. uh in, in it so it was quite uh quite fortunate to have no, absolutely. And I will, I'll add again, I'll add um, the links to that on the show page and to uh, Leighton's uh, video. So yeah, make sure that's all in there. Um, it's, it's great that it's, it, it's lovely to hear a story about one artist being inspired by another to that degree that will make somebody actually go ahead and work because quite often people also people do it and they don't talk about it and they're not honest about it. So it's really refreshing to hear that somebody was that inspired that it led to, to a song for you. So. Yeah, it's always, it's particularly when uh, someone's art is so personal 
as uh, you know, Layton's was in terms of yeah. the story of his family. You know, you want to honor the 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 essence of that, and uh, as you create new art. And I was fortunate that he he liked the song, so that's that was that, right. that was uh, <laughs> that was reassuring. Now, just to, to to jump back again, if you can just explain to the listeners exactly where you are in the world, because I mean, I had to, I, my geography of Canada is fairly limited. So if you could kind of explain uh, on a left to right, up to down basis, whereabouts you are and the name again, because it's a, it's a tongue twister in itself. <laughs> tongue twister is the word of the morning i think it um, really is it really is <laughs> so uh saskatchewan is a canadian province and we are a western canadian province right. so if you're going from uh the far west there's uh, british columbia then alberta and then saskatchewan brilliant yeah so i'm on the canadian plains and it's a uh quite hot usually in summer and quite cold um, in winter. Sure. And uh, it's an area of the country where there seems to be, um, you know, a fair amount of artists, I'm guessing because of the weather. Uh, so, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you, so have you been there all your life? Is that kind of, is that home born and bred or? No, I grew up in Halifax. So that would be oh. on the East coast. Mm-hmm. And then um, I spent some time in Vancouver in British Columbia. And, um, oh, yes. Love Vancouver. Yeah. Lovely Fabulous. City, sure. Fabulous. Um, so um, if you don't mind, and I know it's not always polite um, to ask, but if you wouldn't mind telling us your age, it could just be a rough number. It doesn't have to be exact. <laughs> kind of a thereabouts figure. <laughs> I fit within the age demographic of your, the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's all one needs to give away perfect perfect just to give people an, a, a, an idea a rough idea yeah um no brilliant thank you <laughs> um so okay simple question where where did music begin for you in what I, I mean for me as as a performer i know that it kind of clicked in um and i've talked about it on the podcast before but it clicked in we kind of probably a cross between uh, watching the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, the year ABBA won, and I was very, 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 very young. And, um, and, and shows like Starsky and Hutch that sort of triggered it for me. And, and I know this is a different thing for you for music, but obviously I, I was inspired by music. But what was the, wh when do you remember kind of going, okay, this is, this is my heart and soul and my passion? I think music has always been sort of, you know, a part of uh, a part of my life and a very uh, cherished part, I would say. And then has music sort of unfolded. I did different things. I, uh, you know, sort of took piano lessons and took voice lessons and then took mm. a little bit of training. I, I'm not sure if there was a, a pivotal moment where I could cool. sort of say that it was uh, the the time when I sort of encapsulated music, I guess, as, as something yeah. I really wanted to do. I, I do remember sort of, in, in you know, as I was coming out, I do remember in particular, a lot of UK bands, actually. Um, I think uh -oh. one of the Bronski beat, um, uh -oh. All Town Boy and like Jimmy Somerville's voice. I, I guess, yeah, I'm attracted to people's ah. voices and uh -huh. what a fabulous voice uh, that that man has and then i love the communards of course 
Yeah. Um, you know, I liked a lot of the dance music at that time, you know, like Sylvester. Oh, yes. Well, you, yeah, you I mean. Feel Mighty Real and mm -hmm, even Divine. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I would say more commercial mainstream stuff at the time I liked as well. Um, George Michael, uh, you know. Yeah. Careless Whisper, Duran Duran. Uh-huh. Tears for Fears. Oh really? Really? You 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 did dig the British scene. I did. I don't. I don't know. It's just sort of had a, yeah, quite an appeal. Right? Yeah. Oh and no, I it's good to hear. Um, I George also loved things. Sorry, Matt. No, go on. Carry on. I I quite liked um, an Englishman in New York. Oh things yes. About uh, about Quentin Crisp. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had a previous guest. You may have heard um, an actor called Mark Farrelly who does a one man show. Um, he's been doing it for years, touring uh, all over the UK and abroad as well, briefly, uh, I think. But um, he plays Quentin Crisp. It's a, it's a wonderful show. And that song is featured. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I love it. I'm glad to hear that George Michael features in your, um, in your youth as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so when did, when, did, when did music actually become the path that you, that, you know, the career that you decided it was, this is the way to go. This is definitely me. Um, where, what point did that happen? I'm sure it was sort of during school or college, but. Yeah, I would say that uh, during, during college, I decided that this was, uh, this was a path forward for me. Yeah. So, you, so, did, so were you studying at a sort of a high level? So, I mean, the equivalent hour would be, we have sort of um, A-level music and, and then going on to, so you, did you go to a music college? Yes, I did. I went to Vancouver Community College. They had a two-year program at that time. It was called uh, Jazz Studies in Commercial Music, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and then, um, you know, subsequent to that, I did some, uh, do a lot of online courses at Berkeley Music, and I, I did a number of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, joined various organizations, the Songwriters Association of Canada, um, you know, in yeah. and out of those uh, kind of uh, organizations in terms of uh, terms of ongoing professional development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were your parents, are your parents musical? Um, not particularly. I mean, I, I think they both appreciate music. And uh, my mother has a lovely voice and is quite a singer. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I think I was one of the first to sort of do it more um, to study, you know, to study, to study music. Okay. Is any anyone else in your family sort of um, musical have a musical bent, as we would say? Not that I know of. No. Okay, that's interesting. Just because uh, I I'm I'm sort of a a random <laughs> as well. Why did why did acting happen? Nobody really knows. So um, it's it's interesting how it just <laughs> how we pop forth. We don't have to have the nurture. It just it just happens. But um, yeah. And but we'll we'll come back to music again shortly. But firstly, um, just to sort of touch on school and university. So. How how was school for you? You've probably heard before when I just I ask uh, pretty much all of my um, guests how they enjoyed school. If school was, you know, if if you found it uh, an easy ride, or if you if you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have been difficult, but quite often we found that it, that's that's the way it's been. So um, for you, how was how was kind of uh, middle school and um, and we would say secondary school, but high school. It was, at the time, there was different streams. Um, and so I was part of the, I guess one might say an 
honors or gifted stream. And so there was, um, and within that stream, there were several courses that were, you know, deemed as honors. So we did sort of different kinds of activities. We did inquiry-based learning, project-based learning. And Uh so we found out about the lives of, for example, authors and the times and cultures in which they lived. And I think because, you know, I was in that sort of uh, milieu, school was really, um, in terms of coming out, uh, I mean, looking back, I'm sure I was, you know, uh, worried to an extent, but it was uneventful really in terms of coming out. I think right. I, I, I account for that by being in this sort of, this sort of click, if you will. So many of us, um, you know, did all our courses together. So I was, went to a very, you know, high school, but um, within it, there was this sort of very uh, nurturing community, even, you know, even at that time, I would say. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Just because quite often you find that t- t- school is, well, uh, and people of, you know, teenagers being teenagers, that that can be a. But maybe that's so. I think I guess you're saying that just being around people who were thinking a bit more, perhaps, were that it was it was less of a, a rough ride. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Um, so for for you, when 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 did you? Did you have a point where you said to yourself, right, this is, uh, uh, this is me? Uh, or uh, was it just always there and kind of was just a slow and steady? These are interesting questions, aren't they? It, it, I think it was uh, slow and steady. I do remember it, um, and I probably don't remember it in detail, but I, I listened to the very first episode of uh, your podcast and oh, I remember you talked about you just sort of went out uh, you know and kept going out and, and yeah. you know and that sort of and I it, to me that's kind of what happened as well um, in in terms of coming out I guess like um, yeah there was a uh, so I came out in Halifax and there was a, a little club and um, there was one club and I think of Elton John's video, the club at the end of the street, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a, it's a gay bar in that video, but it's, it sort of reminded me of every small town, you know, gay bar. It, it's yeah. sort of like the bar was sort of dark. Uh, the inside, all the walls were painted black. It had a big mirror ball, of course, on the dance floor. <laughs> it was smoke-filled, uh, you know? <laughs> you had to sign in. There was the coat check. Oh, uh-huh. and, um but it was amazing. It was like a little nirvana and it was like a little at that time secret community. And, um, you know, and I, I think that really, uh, I'm not sure about the UK, but across Canada, sort of small town Canada, it would have been kind of a, a typical almost, uh, almost bar. And, um, so I met a lot of friends there, some that I uh, remain in touch with today. That's good. That's really yeah. cool to have those people still around. Um, yeah. So, so what sort of what sort of time frame are we thinking? I don't want again. I'm aging you, but what sort of time oh, frame? Are we... Yeah, it, that was the '80s, uh, sort of yeah. like yeah. I would say like, you know, most of the '80s. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was, uh, yeah, it was lovely. It's, I don't know what it was like really for you or for others, but for me, it almost felt like another, another 
uh, almost graduating class. Like it was another set of friends <laughs> outside of school. It certainly, you know, there was lots of, uh, you know, chatting and all of that. And, and sort yeah. of really felt like, um, yeah, it sort of felt like uh, that's, that's great that you community. Yeah, that you had the support from elsewhere as well as as well as kind of within your study group and or study groups, should I say? But that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So, um, just because yeah, we're talking about coming out, and um, uh, so the eleventh. Um, so, so, so your your decision to to um, release a song to tie out tie in with um, coming out day. What, what sort of what, Again, what was your, you did touch on it briefly earlier, but what was your main sort of in thought and incentive to, to tie the two in? And why do you think, why do you think, I mean, sorry, this is a huge question. I'm, I'm just chucking them at you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, okay, let's, what, let, let's answer one at a time. But the first one being, why do you think that National Coming Out Day is important to the world? <laughs> Easy one to answer. Yeah. I just drop that one in, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, I think that it's important to live one's truth and mm -hmm. it is important to speak one's truth. I think National Coming Out Day is is about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wonder, I wonder just because I know that um, for me, thinking about it, because I say, to be honest with you, you brought, my, brought, me, brought me to it and I've since you know, discovered more, but I, I, I would say personally to have um, a moment where you can turn to other people who are going through the same thing, especially if you're younger and you feel that you haven't had the chance to have a chance where you can go to social media and see other people's experience. I think that probably that works in that way. So I think it's kind of useful for that, but great that you've got something to pinpoint it as well, musically. I think you're right, Matt. I think having um, role models and, you know, more than a role model, but a cultural affiliation or a culture um, that one can look to and be part of, and it yeah. changes and shifts and all of that. But I mean, that is important to the process as well. I agree. I think it is decidedly different um, than probably the time when we were coming out. Yeah. Um, even, you know, at that time, as things, there were, there were more role models yeah. you know, than those who came before us. But I think the, the notion now of, a, of an out culture and cultures and how that is changing and shifting. And I hate to use the word growing. Mm. I, I think we're recognizing, I suppose, mm. more aspects of the queer culture than, than before. Um, yeah, so maybe not necessarily growing, but recognizing, I suppose. Do you find that um, in in the area your sort of your locale within a fifty mile radius is there? Are there places? I mean, um, obviously there'll be um, bars and things, but do you are there places for LGBTQ youth to to to, to go to? Because I think we find in London there is not sort of there used to be, uh, but public funding's kind of knocked it on the head when I was coming out as you probably heard there used to be a a, a, a center um, that wasn't about music dancing drinking and sex it was 
<laughs> in theory anyway um but it was um you know it was a space to go and i'm just intrigued to see if if there's anywhere sort of close to you if that if that exists in your part of the world or not there are you know some organizations to my knowledge like there's often affiliations in like the universities or the technical colleges that mm. are you know open to youth i think also several schools have gay straight alliances um sure so there it's i think it's more embedded through different uh you know organizations as opposed to being um but you know I really don't know, to be honest. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's just yeah, but I think you're right about there being. I, I, I guess now, and that's probably my um, my age. I'm not going to speak for you, but um, is just that um, that obviously we, school wasn't for me. Sort of school, school. I'm not talking university or drama school in my case, uh, but early school. There were you know the information there. There was there was zero kind of. It was not touched on and. And, and and now I work with younger LGBT people and it's part of, it's becoming more part of school. And obviously in the UK, there are people who want to take that away. I'm sure that's the same everywhere over the world, but um, which is, I think it's important why we talk about it and why we celebrate National Coming Out Day. I think is where we're getting back to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, I have to say, I, uh, you, I did, this is the, the I was talking about the quote um, you mentioned, you said to me in, uh, in chatting before um, in the email, your, in, your intent is to convey, uh, I'm quoting you, to convey how we get through life the best we know how. And most of us are not the best at what we do, nor are we the worst. I loved, I loved, I love that. I think you have a way lyrically and then just in, in, in conversation um, that, uh, I'm just chucking compliments now. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck away. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that's why I, I want to encourage, you know, people to go and listen to, because you just, what I'm saying is that even within conversation, um, you, you can make, I, I was kind of, I, I was moved. <laughs> so. Well, thank anyway. you, man. Um, um, yeah, moving on to, um, so you studied uh, music and then from, finishing study to to where you are now which is um a few years in um at what point did you start to to sort of feel confident to to let paying audiences in (laughs) yeah i started um i started recording actually not that long ago um in terms of i think i like 2012 i sort of um thought I wanted to release an album and I, I, and I did. And then uh, I released one in 2013. And, you know, once I became uh, familiar with the process um, in terms of taking an idea, shaping it into a song, taking a song and going to a producer and shaping it into a finished sort of product, then I started, you know, so really, I guess I had been doing some performing, but sure. it really, I think when I started, recording it got me more serious about everything i think in terms of in terms of being a singer songwriter yeah 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 um and so i mean another question i was going to ask you which you sort of touched on already is the um is your influences um and you've mentioned kind of people that were um lgbt who influences the jimmy somerville and george michael etc i mean generally musically who would you who would you cite sort of generally and it doesn't have to be within the community but 
you know who are people who who you look to now even now and kind of not you want to emulate but you you find um a comradeship in their in their art shall we say that you can kind of align yourself with Certainly, I think that um, George Michael and uh, Jimmy Somerville still resonate with me. I mean, Jimmy Somerville's yeah. voice is extraordinary in the way he can control it. And so uh, is George Mike, was George Michael's. Yeah. And I like the breadth of their career in terms of, you know, George Michael did a standards album. Um, yeah. And being sort of jazz influenced, uh, I like, I quite enjoy Michael Buble. There's a Canadian singer songwriter, jazz, uh, Layla Bialy. I'm not okay. sure heard of her. So, you know, I would say I'm in influenced, you know, uh, by her. I, I like even uh, Manhattan Transfer. Uh, oh, yes. Wow. I studied, you know, while I was in jazz school. But, mm. you know, they've got a, actually a 2018 album out. Um, I didn't realize they were still a, a, a unit. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And still, you know, it's it's a lovely album. I forget what it's called. Uh, so, um, and sort of some of the more, you know, I guess quite, you know, the pentatonics. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More the recent, but lovely harmonies. Yeah. I guess as I'm speaking, I quite love uh, the voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Male and female voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, do, do you know, I, the, I'm going to throw this in as well, because this morning um, I was watching uh, breakfast television in the UK, and Harry Connick Jr. came on. Mm. And I thought that's timely because there were certain aspects to, I'm not saying your voices are exactly the same, but aspects to to what you're doing to some of his kind of more original stuff. Um, so I think that's a compliment. I think I'm giving you another compliment there, because I like <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. a lot. Yes, yes, yes. There's a synergy there. I Yes. Oh, and I I have to say, and this is one I would advise my listeners to go and find one of your YouTube songs videos is your cover of um a nightingale sang in barclay square which is one of my favorite songs oh yes yes um so when did what what happened that was a few two or three years ago that you recorded that? yes you're right that was uh that was a while ago yeah yeah but um yes so listeners go and go and nose at that one again i will add the add the links too so to keep you going with music what when you go into a studio and this is something because i i, I obviously you've heard of quite a few of my podcasts and um i've had not had as many musicians so i always find i want to ask musicians so many things some that would uh, an audience wouldn't be interested in and we could go on for days um but when you go into a studio what what is your what's the method how do you start you've got ideas where you literally the day you go into the studio in the morning where do you go first? What's the what? Where do you did you start with? Do you come in with lyrics in your head written down or and melodies, or does it or do you allow yourself to um, for it to grow in the studio space? Yeah, that's a good question because it, uh, there's definitely the studio is an instrument, I would say, and there yeah. is some growth shift changes there. I do come in with a you know pretty much finished songs and i have them notated and so okay. so the uh the musicians all know but I, it the studio experience is different depending upon the producer the producer plays quite a large role yeah. in uh in in the whole 
process of bringing songs, you know, birthing songs, if you will, and birthing yeah. albums. Some, you know, uh, get more involved, in, and mm. I haven't had a lot of producers, but, you know, some are more involved in the kind of the arranging process, if you will. Yeah. Some are more hands off of that. Um, and I, you know, I, I quite like both and I can work with both, both styles. Um, usually you have discussions with a producer of what is the overall sort of sound that you want. And then you, you, um, you sort of, you go from there. Typically you would do what's called, um, tracks. And so sure. you, you put down, you know, the song, or it's also called a scratch track where you just like a, a scratch vocal and a scratch piano. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the, uh, Typically, the bass and drums are added from there, and then things get layered in. Then, uh, yeah, that that's kind of the process. So, no, it's interesting just because I think people don't. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's different for everybody, but people don't often think about when they listen to an album. They just accept that it's happening, and actually, to some thought on how it how it comes into fruition, how it's birthed, as you say, mm-hmm. um, is worth is worth thinking about and talking about. I'm so, guessing, Matt, that it's. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like I think it's not dissimilar to to some of the things that you do and so when you know a play or performance comes to be there is that ongoing negotiation with others I, I would imagine yeah yeah until it sort of sort of gels yeah I mean again I suppose that depends on who is your um <laughs> your band leader your director yeah um, I mean in our case is sort of yeah sometimes you know it can be uh it can be yeah you're, you're being told <laughs> <laughs> um and then it's not such a creative and it's just kind of turn up and do but that's I'm sure in across every um <laughs> every you know from musicians to actors to uh to dancers um that sometimes you just have to 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 slot in i try not to and i think where you are you probably have less you're probably more in control of the um of the beast than uh than than sometimes i would be as an actor but i try mm-hmm. i try mm-hmm. to, to uh to to have that and i pref- i i enjoy having the ability to to find a story myself um sometimes I pray for other people to be in the room with me because I'm struggling when I write, but um, and I'm sure it works. I'm sure that's the same for you. So, so coming to that, um, how many do you play? You say, obviously you play the piano. Do you play any other instruments at all? No, I mean, I sort of just strum the guitar, but it's not, you know, not on any album. So really just voice and piano. Okay. So actually, this is another question that I've been sort of throwing at people this, this year is, is there anything in the last year, any artist that you have, uh, you've warmed to across the board, doesn't it, even if it's outside of your own genre, is there anything that that's anyone that's super appealed to you? Because I always like to, to get people's recommendations and other things as well. I just came across the singer, Jill Barber, and she's from Vancouver. Uh, mm, Jill Barber. Yes. Okay. And she's, uh, she's, I would say, sort of a pop, sort of, um, but with a little bit of a jazz influence singer and, and really quite a, quite a lovely voice. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Let's just, um, just so I can, I, I will go to iTunes and have a, have a nose round of that later. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll be get, inviting people to go and uh, have a nose at all your stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about the album actually, and from the, the, the from the album, the songs that I I 
I've said to you already, the songs that have just sort of really touched nerves or made sense to me kind of straight away. Um, the song Grand Anniversary. Now, if you wouldn't mind telling us the story that your partner told you about, about the calendar dates, matching years and, and, and that story, because I find that I didn't even know that kind of initially listening to it and then went, ah, right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of algebra in that song. (laughs) 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 I don't even know if this is accurate or not, but uh, (laughs) apparently on the 22nd, um, we had celebrated our 22nd anniversary. So so he says that that was called Grand Anniversary. So, um, and I I, kind of looked it up and when you do so there's that there's a notion of a grand birthday so when yeah your birth date and the date on the calendar is the same but at any rate you know I had written sort of little pieces of songs and been inspired by that for my partner but never a complete song and I really I really wanted to do that and I felt like this was a this was a good opportunity to do so sometimes I feel like uh a, uh, a carpenter and a songwriter's family may have a lot in common in that sometimes a carpenter's house is the last on the block to be finished. And uh, I sort of felt that <laughs> with, with this and I thought, no, I really want to. So a lot of the lyrics in that song are, you know, speak to that, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah I think it's, it's, it's a great, it's love and it's, yeah. And it, it's, it's really kind of honest and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a part it's a partnership it's a friendship but it's you know it's it's a lot in there and i i yeah i really sort of appreciate that and other people will probably find other things in it too as well but um hopefully that's what all art does but um so uh so you you and your partner have been together 22 years then 22 years yeah (laughs) the next song will be 22 plus one how i'll get that into a lyric i don't know (laughs) you got your song that's it your house is finished (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is no renovation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was your moment. There you go. That is right. That's your fifteen minutes, as they say. <laughs> well, you're you're well. He's he's very lucky, and uh, my 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 other half would be horrified if I if I was to present anything to him on stage. I'm always told to to steer well clear of any audience participation if I'm doing anything that involves that. Uh, so. I won't ever get the chance to, well, maybe I will, and he won't realise. But um. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, back to the album. Um, another song that I particularly liked was um, On and On It Goes, um, and the piano line on that, just love it, love it. And by the way, yes, you're saxophonist. Let's yeah. talk about, so is this somebody that you you know, just because of the name of the album... Um, I presumed that that was a, so let's, yeah, let's talk about that, him and the name of the album. Yeah. So, um, we have played quite a few times in the, uh, the jazz festival here. Um, mm. and Scar Street is a, a downtown street and like many, um, you know, cities that they have taken, you know, quite a lot of care. It's, it's got some nice trees and there's a cobblestone street and Mm. um nice outdoor stage and you know i'm quite fortunate to to play many actually years and gigs uh with him on um on scar street and right I, i wanted to sort of write a song about those experiences uh but also that 
um, you know, how some people, uh, he's quite a talented uh, saxophone player. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. taken with it. And um, so I kind of wrote the song as though he met his fiance there, but okay. that's not true. I think they oh. met at music school, but anyway. Oh, right. Oh, okay. But they're a lovely, lovely couple. And uh, yeah. I'm very fortunate to, uh, you know, to have Carter play on uh, on this album, many, many tracks. And he also uh, plays the flute as well. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's one of those people. Yes, he's very talented and uh, <laughs> humble and uh, added a lot to the project, I think. Yeah, it it kind of it it feels very strongly like that it is a is a you know a bond a, a working relationship there with the two of you. It kind of works as a it feels like he's almost your I don't want to say second in command, but you know, it's as important to to the piece as anything else. I mean, obviously all of the instrumentation is, but it feels particularly that the, the, the saxophone is, is, a, is a voice with you. It's sometimes kind of is singing with you. It's yeah, a, I think that's a nice way of saying it, yeah. Good, I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back to the algebra test. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 um, and uh, yeah, basically, is there as as an al- as a whole as a cohesive piece? Was there a kind of for you? Did you put it together? Kind of when you say right, this is going to be an album. Do mm-hmm. you think this song to this song to this song, um, or did it did, did it kind of as you say bits and pieces from period different periods of time that you kind of went back to and brought back and and re- refurbished and uh, and and went in that way. How does it work? How did this one work for you? Because I'm sure it's different. I think there was a bit of that. Um, I think as a songwriter, I like to have, in terms of cohesiveness, the first part mm. of what you're talking about, Matt, I like yeah. to have lyrics that are sort of poetic. Um, and yeah. some are quite literal, as young men on Star 3 playing saxophone, very literal. And that story about him meeting his uh, fiance is, is, is a narrative, yeah. but some are a little more poetic. And, uh, and so I think that's kind of, uh, in, in terms of the vision of an album, I like that to sort of infiltrate the different, the different songs. Some of them were written at different times and different, different things like us all creative people, uh, you know, come to us. Certainly the grand anniversary was the anniversary and, yeah. Another one, I, I, I don't know if you um, are familiar with the first Kiss videos. Do you remember when Tatya Poliva, I think her name is, directed um, the original first Kiss video by oh, Ben? And... No, actually, go on, explain, t- 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 tell more. Yeah, and so I think it was about five years ago, and she uh, basically put strangers in a room mm. and asked them to kiss for the first time. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I have. N- I never sat down and watched them. But right, I know what you're talking about. Sort of, it spawned. It had tons of views, and it was uh, by. It was actually in uh, concert with Ren uh, Clothing, I believe. And then mm. what happened was, um, it spawned a lot of, in particular, universities and colleges to do a similar kind of first kiss experiment. And yeah. they often did it in concert with, you know, um, you know, healthy sexuality weeks and and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, when you look at some of those videos, it's just, 
you know, goes from awkward to, to kind of, um, to beautiful in, yeah. in kind of moments. And so that sort of inspired the song, I Like the Way You Kiss Me. It's like we kissed uh, before. Okay. Because some of them, you, they, it's as though there's almost something else there something it is almost like they had met or something in another yeah so that sort of uh you know that is the story is a story behind that song so that's good that's that's good it's good to 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 hear a bit more just um well for Mm -hmm. me personally and anyone who goes away and and uh give them the background on it is is there a song for you i guess it's difficult this is sophie's choice is there i guess it must change every day um, but do you have, if if somebody said to you, right, you've got to choose, you've got to take, you're going to the desert island, but you can only take one of your songs from the current album. <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> I think I would probably say Grand Anniversary simply because it means so much to me. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm being really unfair making you do that, yeah. but it's just, it's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm forcing you into a corner just to see, because um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always interesting. I'm sure it would change every hour, every day depending on your, your mood. But the yeah, wonderful again, thing about uh, being a creative artist for all of us is there's always more creativity. There's always more songs to be sung there's, and written mm. and plays to be written and parts to be acted. There's just... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> there's a little bit of a, a time delay occasionally on through. So is there okay? Yeah. I, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It's, uh, we're, we're doing really well. Uh, Skype would have cut me off about 10 times by now. So this is marvellous. <laughs> um, just uh, talk about uh, briefly about your uh, other albums as well, because you have two other albums. As far as I could see from uh, where I look at my music, which is uh, Apple Music, uh, one from 2017, and I love the title, I Don't Do Lazy Like That, is... <laughs> great and then your album before that was 2014 courage walks with us a little bit about the 2014 one matt yeah yeah track of that is called courage walks with us yeah i was marching in the pride parade that that year yeah and and i noticed there was um two drag queens marching arm in arm with a young man who had a disability so we still say drag queens do we is that a yeah 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 there's no absolutely absolutely Yeah. So, and they were, it was at the beginning of the parade and they were marshalling, they were getting everyone in order before the parade started. Yeah. And um, so I noticed these three and they were walking arm in arm. And there was, there was no sense that the drag kings were helping this individual. I mean, they were, but it wasn't, it was just three people um, and they were, they were really like, going quite quickly because they were in the wrong area. I, they had to get up to wherever their their float was. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, in this moment, disability didn't exist really because, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. uh, the, the young man did have a, an uneven gait and it was, you know, you could see it, but they all had smiles on their faces. They all um, it was just a lovely expression of what it means to be human in the best senses, I suppose. Yeah. I'm overstating it, but nevertheless. No, no, no. So that, so um, the cover of that album, you'll see, has two stiletto heels because the drag queens oh, were yeah. in their stiletto heels and they were walking with, with someone and, it, you know, and it was just, just lovely to see. So that's kind of where that song comes from. Um yeah, okay. there's uh, in there click 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 click. So you can sort of hear the 
hear the, the click of the uh, stilettos <laughs> and that. Um, on the yeah. pavement, yeah. And also on that, um, I do a, a song about Orlando. I'm sure that impacted and affected many of us. In yeah, speaking. absolutely, yeah. And it's, uh, oh, sorry, no, that's on the next album. That's on the 2017. Okay, well, no, yeah. no, no, go on to, uh, to tell yeah. us about that. Uh, that yeah, that on... Um, yeah, and I, I just did a kind of a hopefully an honoring song in terms of it, it, uh, it's simple. It has a piano and the accordion and my voice um, yeah. for that one. And you mentioned the title track. I don't yeah. do lazy like that. You know, I, I think that whatever it means to be in love, and this is just my, this is just my, you need to be completely yourself. You know, yeah. you need to be every artifice of performance has to be able to fall away and in that in that moment of vulnerability that that you can allow those moments with your partner so yeah. to create performance to create artifice is to put effort into it so the the idea i don't do lazy like that is you know one can be and needs to be i guess lazy in love in the sense that you, you need to be able to be completely who you are and not put uh, effort into performing any kind of, uh, well, any kind of role, I suppose, mm. other than just being there with that person. And <clears throat> a soft island beach with the sun in reach, my shades and my tilly hat, mm. lotion applied to my skin with hands that don't give in. But I don't do lazy like that. <clears throat> I don't do lazy in terms of um, when I'm lazy, I like to be in love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it does. It will make sense. It makes complete sense. I will, I, as I say, please, um, uh, at the end, give me all the links to mm -hmm. this. And I can, I can, people can go and, and find their way through, through all of them, um, starting now and work backwards. So, yes, yeah, it will definitely give you a moment to sell yourself at the end. But um, just a couple of random questions and because you are a man of words i'm going to ask you the um <laughs> you probably heard me ask other people before and it's the really obvious ones but what is your favorite word and why at the end of many of my videos i use i put peace i use the word peace mm. and i i think that um among my favorite words yeah i think yeah, I think with peace is, is, there's a lot in that, you know, I think to be at peace, to live in peace is to, is to be accepting of oneself, to be accepting of others, to yeah. maybe disagree, but to really be able to, to let, let things go that don't really matter so that peace is, is, is left. Yeah, a lot no, of the I ideal, but... I, I, yeah, um, and you say again, you've probably heard me talking about that um, for uh, that's sort of been my search um, is to to find uh, peace in people, well, peace of mind. That sounds a bit too straightforward, but that's kind of what it is. And um, and content, contentment, I suppose. So that's probably my one of my favorite. Um, and Do you I don't feel think... that those words have changed and shifted as as we have aged uh yes yes oh yes 16 year old me would not be interested in 
contentment. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> no, I know. very much not. sounds too much like a couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But isn't yeah, it, no. I think one of the things that is lovely about your podcast is that we can um so much about age is you know what we cannot do anymore you know it really is a deficit view and i think that we forget or at least it's not in popular culture that age gives us a lot and contentment you know is easily underrated as we are young but to truly be at peace as you say with yourself and have peace of mind is quite a lovely thing it is and uh, yeah and as you say and and my 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 search is still you know i'm still i'm still on on the on the way there but um and it doesn't mean that i'm because some people i think misread misread it and when you say i want that it's think that you just want to retire and put your feet up and 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 sit on the desert island which i'd be happy to do at moments but it's it's more about um it's more about a kind of consistent it's more about consistency i think in a way um and um how do you mean consistency so yeah consistency like consistency in 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 what you do so kind of uh, knowing that i have the ability to go and create and come away and that when i do create i'm not having to cram periods of time where i can be creative uh sometimes i'm earning more sometimes i'm earning less and uh to, to just for that not to be such a concern would be um would would add to that so and also long long story but essentially for me it would be to 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 have a house with some dogs <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not a long story. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's a whole reason why. But yes, um, um, I'm going to a dog show on Saturday. My, me and my husband and a friend of ours are going, have paid tickets to spend a day in a dog show where you can sit and there's a cuddling area. That wow. says a lot about, <laughs> yeah, I know. That says a lot about <laughs> um, the person that I'm, I've become and I'm happy with that. Um, but yes, dogs will add to my contentment as well. But it's finding that it's, yeah, there we go. It's, it's getting a house big enough. Um, I live in, you, you've been to London. I just want to talk about that in a minute. But yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a sprawling city and everyone's kind of on top of each other. So finding spaces for animals is not always the easiest. Um, Lovely city. It's truly, to me, and I know it's different for others, but the, the arts are so on display there you know it's just truly yeah you think so right well i'm sure that it's a certain kind of i suppose arts are on display but uh, you know many of the museums are free and and then Mm. of course west end is uh got lots of uh, things and i so you saw a few shows didn't you yeah we did and it was it was truly uh very very interesting you know I, i quite like musicals and uh, actually, when when you said what was the point at which you thought music was important, it just reminded me in grade eight, I went to the Neptune Theater and watched Your Good Man, Charlie Brown, and we were taken there by uh-huh. our school, and it was just, that was a pivotal moment, I would say. Ah, there you go. And uh, so, yeah. And then actually, you talk about the, the dog show, I thought, now that would be an interesting musical. <laughs> you could write all kinds oh. of stuff about that. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, your task for 2020. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can work together and I can stage it and, yeah. Um, oh, that would be lovely for sure, yeah. <laughs> but no, but Take it's... Take notes on Friday, this weekend. The yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be it'll it'll be littering my social media, I'm sure. Um, but um, <laughs> but so your your trip here just got to got to ask. So um, what was the what was the show that you saw that you sort of you loved the most? Because you saw a few things. We did see um, you know what was available. We saw uh, Gloria Estefan's. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. And we saw uh, Dolly Parton's Nine to Five, and we saw Waitress. Ah uh, yes, Waitress. Um, so yeah, they were they were all good. waitress was great. Um, yeah, yeah. The sets are quite amazing, you know, with those revolving pie cover display thing. <laughs> yeah, neat. yeah. I've seen I've seen an actress go. My one of my first experiences as a young man seeing an actress uh, get her foot caught in a thing called a tramulator, which basically is like um, uh, an es- uh, like a, an escalator. Oh my! Um, but but flat, so it looks like the people are moving and the sets moving one way and the people are moving other, but they're not actually moving. But she was walking, and got her foot caught in it, and her ankle snapped live oh, on no. stage. Yeah, so that was a. T- <laughs> they've not been. You don't see them very often since that was in a show called Aspects of Love, an Andrew Lloyd Webber show. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and uh, yeah, you don't see them very often now. But yes, money. Is um is 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 quite often not a, a problem. We'll see. I'm not going to go into politics right now. We'll see how how we fare <laughs> um, in the next few years. The good thing is that people will never stop going to the theatre, and and people from around the world continue to come to London and go to the West End. So um, yes, yes. Long may it rain, really. But um, so where else did you go in the UK? You travelled around. You were in uh, Glasgow, I believe. You said yes. The- we were in Scotland. Um, and went to Cowling, Cowling Grove and the University okay. of Glasgow and in the park there. And then we spent some time in Dublin, Ireland. Ah, uh, yes. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was lovely. And how was the weather? It sounds like such a bore. How was the weather? But it is a question that I, I ask you. Was it all right when you were here? Was it sunny? Yeah, it was great. Okay. It was, Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we could waffle on and we can waffle on uh, when the listeners aren't joining us. But um, I want to give you a bit of a, a moment to um, drop in all your social medias and where people can find you and your album, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So feel free to jump in. Yeah. Well, the uh, website is Scott Anthony Andrews. Uh, dot com and yeah. uh, my Facebook is Scott Anthony Andrews artist and the YouTube is Scott Anthony Andrews uh, and uh, Twitter is Scott Anthony CDN uh, Canadian Scott Anthony CDN uh-huh. yeah so it dropped uh, the album dropped uh, on October 4th on Apple Music and uh, Google Play all the usual places iTunes yeah uh spotify so fabulous yeah. and i would encourage people definitely soon if you stop listening soon if we stop waffling in your ears go and find that straight away and have a listen and um and you even know the tracks that uh, we've talked about and why so no excuses not to yeah um is there anything else you'd like to say to listeners around the world um before we uh say goodbye 
Peace be with <laughs> all of us, hopefully. Okay.